Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast and the White Collar Sales Pro Show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Today is Tuesday, April 7th, 2020. 321BizDev LLC brings a combination of sales system training, business development services, and website design to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people. Our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. The 321 team can help business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760. We have over 99 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode is a snippet of a long 75-minute episode that I did sometime last week, but I wanted to take that part out and just make it an episode by itself. And the episode title is Four Types of White-Collar Small Business Owners We Have Met During the COVID-19 uh, Sales Performance Challenge. And I got to tell you, you know, here in California, we have uh, seen some crazy stuff going on with this COVID-19 um, you know, situation. And it hasn't been so much the people getting sick. It's been the other stuff surrounding it, like the media hype and our crazy governor, you know, doing all these crazy things. But this show is not about the COVID-19, but it is about um, how white collar small business owners have now found themselves in a tight squeeze with uh, the number of customers that they could see being re being dropped you know, and reduced. So the reason why I wanted to put this out here is because, you know, our company has been in business for six years and we have we had this we had this idea of starting 321 BizDev LLC, which offers sales system training, business development services, and we partner with a great website design uh, lady out of um, uh, Fort, uh, out of uh, Florida who used to live in Huntington Beach. But you know, when we started the, the company, it was based on some things we learned five years ago from the 2008-2009 uh, real estate crisis. And how a lot of small business owners sort of, you know, were, were impacted the same way back in 2008, 2009, as they have been impacted because of this COVID-19 thing. And when I really, really think about it, I kind of, I come up to the conclusion, uh, and there's several things I can say before I get into the, the four types of white collar small business owners and, and the challenges um, that we have seen specifically from COVID-19. 
But what I'm, I'm actually thinking, based on seeing this twice now, is many small business owners, they want the money, but they're not sure how to prepare, prepare themselves to connect and interact with potential clients. I hope I made that clear enough. I mean, I can go into great detail, but I don't want to uh, on this podcast episode. But let's see if I can say it another way. Okay, so white-collar small business owners. Who am I speaking of? I'm speaking of attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. Now, the last two insurance brokers and real estate brokers... They're not the same as the as the attorney, CPA, dentist, and the plastic surgeon for the most part. What makes them similar is they both can make a lot of money when they when they perform their their businesses. So insurance agents can make quite a bit of money if they're doing rollovers or uh, selling insurance products like long term care or annuities. Uh, real estate brokers obviously can make five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars on a real estate transaction. So that's the only the only common thing between the attorney, CPA, dentist, and plastic surgeon, and the insurance broker and the real estate broker. What sets them apart, um, at least for attorneys, CPAs, dentists, and plastic surgeons is that the first four, those first four uh, industries require a lot of education. You know, minimum four-year college degree. Next, some type of licensing. You know, the, C the attorney um, or the CPA has a license. Uh, the, um, pl the plastic surgeon has to have a medical license. And then all four need some type of <clears throat> state certification. The, the attorney must pass the bar. The CPA must pass the CPA exam and work at least, I think, two to four years at a large accounting firm to get the, 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 the experience required before they even take the exam. The dentist must go to dental school for about three or four years before they are certified to become a dentist. And then the plastic surgeon probably has the, uh, the most or the largest educational requirement of going to medical school and some other uh, types of uh, certifications. So those four industries combined with the two make up what I consider the white collar small business owner. And 321 BizDev LLC, we really do not support any other business industry, although we can, but it makes it much difficult if we're working with someone who's uh, who's making a lot of money, but they're in retail, like they have a retail store with you know hundreds or thousands of people coming in per day or per week, it's that's a little different uh, business model. That's more of a traditional marketing model where you where you have to run ads, you have to put um, things on the radio, you have to maybe you know lesser extent be on social media. You need to commu uh, build community awareness if you have a more retail environment like, uh, like a dry cleaners or an um, uh, auto repair shop. Th that's a different model 
or different type of you know sales performance situation. Uh, plus the the price for the most part, uh, the target price, the transaction prices are much lower in these other industries outside of the six that three two one supports. So I just wanted to clarify what I meant by white collar small business owner. Um, I used to be a white collar business professional when I worked as a, a vice president at a Fortune 500 company in Los Angeles uh, in the sales, I mean the health insurance industry. So I'm not going to delete these little blips and blunders because people say we like it, Rick, when you make a mistake because then you don't sound like a robot. So yeah, when I was in corporate America, you know, I was selling. Uh, items to employer groups. I was selling health insurance, and health insurance contracts to large employer groups, where the smallest contract I had was thirty-seven thousand five hundred per month, and the largest contract I had was two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars per month, with the county uh, offering health insurance um, benefits to a county employer. So you know, like I was saying, these four types of white-collar small business owners. The way that I narrow it down to is that they are not comfortable with the beginning part of their industries, and I mean the contacting and the prospecting part. And they may not be as comfortable with the appointment setting part. And I know for sure, for most industries. They're not comfortable with the closing part. So, what are those four those four parts again?、Uh, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. So, I want to go through、uh, each one of those briefly within this context of of the four、uh, types of challenges that white collar small business owners have. Okay, so white collar small business owners are not comfortable with the contacting part. And what is that part? Mean that means finding your own customers, or at least making the initial contact in public or on the or on the phone. So white collar small business owners, they're not comfortable with that, and I'll go through the four reasons why I I can kind of classify why they're not comfortable with that. The next one is the prospecting part. White collar small business owners are not. Comfortable prospecting people for new business. Again, I'm talking about the attorneys, the CPAs, the dentists, the plastic surgeons, the insurance brokers, and the real estate brokers and their agents. Now, insurance agents and real estate brokers may be a little more comfortable doing it, but definitely not the attorneys, CPAs, dentists, and plastic surgeons. The appointment setting part that that's assuming that、um, people have now. On their own, made a made a decision that they need white collar services. Okay, they're they kind of okay with that, but they're not comfortable with it. And a lot of times, the white collar small business owner doesn't、uh, perform that function. It's the office manager, or or it's the person on the phone. And even the office managers and the person on the phone,、uh, they need training to help. Um, elevate that level of performance, and then the closing part is they're not comfortable with the closing part. So what do I mean by the closing part? Okay, so there's two ways 
well, prob- probably more than two ways, but I'm going to I'm going to identify at least two ways, uh, two separate ways that uh, a business owner can close. Again, we're talking white collar small business owners, um, you know, who are who are selling items that start at probably one thousand dollars. You know, it can be three thousand, five thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. You know, fifty thousand dollars for a big court case where there is where there is no um, where there is a fee up front. Okay, so the closing part. Many white collar small business owners closing to them means they will tell their potential client all the great things that they know, uh, all the, the things they can do their educational requirements. They may even show some type of plan to bring that client or give that client what they want or to f- fulfill the order. So they may spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes explaining how they can fix a problem. Sometimes they may not even know what the problem is. You know, sometimes, you know, it's easy to determine what the problem is. Like a CPA might know what the problem is, but the CPA will just talk about, you know, what type of tools they use in their CPA practice, what type of web, um, uh, software they use for their in their CPA practice. The insurance agent or the insurance broker is probably the, um, <laughs> the, the worst actor in this closing thing because the insurance agent, insurance broker will, will, will literally talk for sometimes 20, 30, 45 minutes about how great an insurance product is. Okay. And the real estate broker, real estate agent, uh, they have like a, what they call a presentation. They give their buyers or sellers, they give the uh, buyers uh, some type of presentation to talk about how the real estate agent can help the buyer, you know, find that house or they have a presentation to help or to show the, 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 uh, the seller how they're going to list a house or how they would list the house if they got the listing. So that first way of closing has a very low percentage for success. In fact, uh, psychologists say, and these psychologists who study consumer behavior say that um, white collar business professionals who use a mostly talk, talk, talk way of closing where the salesperson is talking 75, 80% of the time. And that person at the appointment, the, the consumer, the potential customer is only talking 20% of the time. Psychologists who study consumer behavior say that that salesperson has a 7% chance of closing. The actual number is like 6.7. So I just rounded it up to uh, 7%. And they they validate the 7% by saying that um, there are 16 different personality types that humans have within themselves, 16 different types. And uh, each person has like one of four core personality types, but you know, every person can uh, exhibit these internal personality types. So it's really four major personality types. And then with, within each four core type, there's four other, there's three other little types. 
So there's really 16 different personality types. And the one personality type that represents that 7%, that's the type of consumer or potential client that's going to buy anyway. I mean, you can have the worst sales demeanor. You can have the worst sales bedside manner. You can have the worst presentation. And that particular person at the appointment will say, yes, I'm ready to buy because they were all they don't look at um, style and finesse and uh, they don't look at um, being treated well in the sales you know, process and the sales cycle. The only thing they know is they want a product and they're not looking at how well the, the person did. They're not looking at the sales experience that they are receiving or lack thereof. All they know is that they want to buy this widget. They, they need an accountant. They need a, an attorney for a court, court case. They need to find someone to do a root canal. Uh, they want a tummy tuck or they need to buy a life insurance product or they need to get this house sold. And they don't really care about all the other most important things that that 93% of other consumers, uh, potential clients uh, want. So that's the first way of closing. The second way of closing is the way that uh, most white collar small business owners do not understand. And they don't understand it because they've been told and they refuse to understand it. It's mainly because they haven't been introduced to the professional way of closing. Now, I would, I would just say that if I was selling something for five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, I would want my star to shine uh, when I'm meeting with this person, this potential customer, and I'm about to get five, ten, or fifteen thousand dollars for my services. I would want to make sure that I was at, that I was performing at my best. So again, it's not that the white collar small business owner does not want to uh, perform in a way where where things are um, things are uh, you know per- perfect or high performance. It's it's just that they don't know. They don't know that it exists. So that's what that's my company's job. My company's job is to bring this sales system to white collar small business owners to bring a business development program so white collar small business owners can say well rick uh, i really want to start working with other people in a way that brings me business um that brings me business you know in, in a way that's professional where where there's a, a win-win between myself and who and whoever I'm working with, I want this professional this professional environment to exist. So three two one BizDev LLC can bring that that environment. So let's talk about the four types of white collar small business owners we have met and we still meet during this COVID nineteen sales performance challenge. And the reason why I threw in the COVID nineteen part was because this thing caught white collar small business owners by surprise. Um, you know, President Donald Trump has successfully over the last three years brought the unemployment rate down um, low, down to between three and four percent. A lot more people are working. There's a lot of business, you know, flowing. Maybe not so much to all white collar small business owners, but 
you know, some people are more busier now than they were eight years before Donald Trump. I can tell you that. So um, this COVID-19 thing just put the brakes on everybody's business. But it put the brakes the hardest on business owners that didn't have a predictable way of, of connecting with people so that they can you know, continue to, to grow their business and to make money. So let's talk about these four types of white collar small business owners we have met and we meet now during the COVID-19 uh, sales performance challenge. So I promise to, to actually tell you now, I think I've mentioned this uh, four types of white collar small business owners thing about four times. Okay, so the first white collar small business owner that we meet and when I say we meet them, we talk with them. It might be a phone call. It might be face to face, but it's mostly a phone call because we um, reach out to small business owners around the U.S. and Canada. And we do have um, a client in India and we have a prospect in Dubai. So the first type of white collar small business owner that has a challenge with trying to improve uh, sales productivity and sales performance. So let me define those words. And I found out, and, I, and again, I want to uh, just apologize and give people a heads up. I need to define these words that I'm using because what I'm finding out is that words like sales productivity and sales performance, people do not know what I'm talking about. So when I say sales production, uh, they're thinking about, okay, you know, widgets on a, on a manufacturing line and just increased productivity. When I, sales, when I say sales performance, uh, people literally do, do not know what I'm talking about. So I, have, so I must define words that I'm using. I learned that about two years ago when I was sitting in front of a CPA. And I asked the CPA, I said, what is your sales production like? And it was just like deer in the headlights. Not the CPA's fault. The CPA did not attend any type of formal sales system training or any sales training. The, the words and phrases that I'm using come from a eight day class where the corporation paid $12,500 for me to be in that class after I was um, screened to become a salesperson. <clears throat> so the, so the, the corporation, before I got the job, the corporation said, okay, so you want to be in sales? We have to give you a psychological assessment exam to see if you meet the psychological requirements of working in sales. And there is a psychological requirement. And that's why I mentioned uh, those 16 personalities. And if you want to see what your personality profile is, go to 16personalities.com. 16, the number one six. The number is one six personalities.com. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry about that. So the first situation I run into with the white collar small business owner where I'm talking to them about helping them improve sales production. Oh, you know what? Okay, so sales production is defined as how many people are going through your uh, pipeline to see if they can become clients. So the sales pipeline begins at the contacting phase, then it continues to the prospecting phase, 
It goes through the appointment setting phase, meaning can you set the appointment or not? And then it goes to the closing phase. So sales production is how full or empty is your pipeline. A good uh, pipeline or, or a great sales production is there's always someone coming in through the pipeline that you're always making contacts, you know, based on your business, you, you might meet five to 10 people each week that start at the contacting phase. Okay. And each week there's, there's five to 10 people. So at the end of the month, maybe 25 to 45 people had a, took a look at your, your services. That's what sales production means. Sales performance is at the tail end of your uh, pipeline. And that refers to how many people said yes, or how many people said maybe. And of course the no's, <laughs> they, didn't, they said no, so you didn't make any money. So yeses and maybes are, are good signs, no's are not. But the, but the thing is though, if you gotta know, you wanna know why you gotta know. And if you're getting a lot of no's at the very end, then there's a problem because if you were good enough to have people start at the beginning of your pipeline at the contacting and prospecting stage and make it through the appointment stage and these people physically met with you or they they did some dialogue over the phone if you're working virtually like i am and at that point that person had two decisions to make yes there may be a maybe sometimes or no so the choices are at the appointment, yes or no. And if a white collar small business owner is getting a lot of no's and that person you know, made it to the appointment, then there's something wrong with what's happening at that closing phase. So the very first person that we meet now that we have defined those two definitions, sales productivity and sales performance, the first one is the first white collar small business owner we encounter is I can fix my own problems. So this is a very active business owner. Maybe they have people coming through, coming to the office um, and they're going through the, the, through the pipeline. They're going through the four phases, but for some reason that white collar small business owner is not making money, but they have activity. So 321BizDev LLC, we reach out to them. We have a consultation. And at the very end, they say, yes, I understand you can help me, but I can fix my own. I can fix it. I think we can fix it. Nine times out of 10, they can't fix it because they don't know what the problem is. And so they continue doing what they're doing, thinking that they're going to fix it. And they tweak some things. They, they, may, they may buy... Uh, they may buy some marketing. Maybe the problem is they don't have enough contacts, so they spend five to ten thousand dollars on marketing, which is a great deal for the marketing company, but not a, such a great deal for the small business owner. Okay, so they may have a problem where they're meeting with people, and you know the the client doesn't or the potential client doesn't feel right at this at the appointment, and that's because they don't have any closing training. They don't have this form called the prospect interview form that 321 developed as our proprietary product. So 
that uh, white collar small business owner ends up talking 75% of the time and does not close. So that's the first type of challenge that we see with the white collar small business owners. <clears throat> the next one is my pride will not. <clears throat> sorry about that. Oh, my voice. <clears throat> the second one is my pride will not let me. Ha the second one is my pride will not let me admit I have a problem. And these are the small business owners that they will come on the phone and they will talk with you and they won't tell you too much. You know, but if you look at if you look at their website and if you look at their social media and I'm, and I'm not a big fan of social media. In fact, I tell white collar small business owners that they should not expect any business from social media in, in, in large numbers. I think social media has a less than 1% chance of finding white collar small business owners new clients. In fact, I think it's somewhere like like a half a percent or like a tenth of a percent chance of uh, helping white collar small business owners find clients. So this number two type uh, white collar small business owner, my pride will not let me admit I have a problem. And a lot of times, I got to admit, these are kind of like um, maybe older individuals who, you know, for whatever reason, they've stayed in business. They've never made a lot of money, but they've made enough money to pay the mortgage and, and have a, like a vacation. But they've never ascended to having high productivity and high performance. So... Those are some of the hardest people to kind of figure out, but I have figured figured them out to this to the extent that uh, it's a lot of it has to do with I don't want to admit that I have a problem, and sometimes it's I am who I am. I've had this business. Um, I'm not going to let an outsider tell me how to run my my business. And see, and one of the things they don't understand. Is that there are two parts of sales. The second part is a part they know very well. And that's the task part. And this task part is fulfilling the order. It's the attorney taking the case to court. It's the CPA, you know, fixing the books or preparing all the financial documents. It's the dentist doing the Invisalign, you know, performing the Invisalign treatment. It's the plastic surgeon or the cosmetic surgeon doing the breast enhancement. They know that part. That's the efforts. I mean, the task side, the side that they're not familiar with is the effort side. And it's that effort side, which is which really encompasses encompasses uh, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting and closing. See, people think closing is a task activity. Closing, meaning getting the, the potential client to agree to do business with you, is an, it's, an, it's an effort activity. But a lot of white-collar small business owners believe closing is a task activity. The task is what white-collar small business owners do after the person says, I want to be a client. Then white collar small business owners move to this task 
phase of or, this, or these task activities. So I really want to make that clear. So there's two parts, efforts and task. And it's the effort, it's the effort activities where white collar small business owners are having this problem. Okay, the third type of uh, challenge or the third type of white collar small business owner we see that have challenges is the type of business owner that has the great degree, the super duper license and all the certifications. So I'm mainly talking about really just all the six industries, but you know, so, so what it is is that they have the degree, they have the CPA certification, they have this powerful license, they have the, the state bar, they have the, the law license, the, they pass the bar and they, they're able to um, go to court for people. Some white collar small business owners, when I say some, I mean a lot. Based on our experience, now we do have some attorney clients, we do have CPA clients, we do have a few dentist, dental clients, but we had, we had to talk to a lot of people just to add those clients. And one of the things I can say about the clients that we have added is they really fall into the number four category, and we'll talk about that last. But the number three category, my license, my degree, my certification, allows me, or, or the, my, my certification, my license, my degree, means that I don't need to uh, look for business. People should be coming to us, Rick. You know, I went to the best law school in the country. I graduated from the best dental school in the country. I worked at the, one of the big four CPA firms. I have so much experience as a CPA. You know, uh, I went to the best medical school. Um, I'm well known in the community as an insurance broker. I work for the top real estate broker or I am the top real estate broker in New York, although my agents are not selling much. You know, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just, I'm kind of being sort of um, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I'm 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 trying to find some kind of fun and I'm trying to I'm not trying to joke at people. I'm just telling you, it's almost like humorous to me. Now that I look back at that moment, it was sad because I was saying to myself, wow, three, two, one services is working for the people that we uh, we are working, working with. We're helping people get through that bubble uh, that we're helping people burst out of the bubble of, you know, I'm a CPA. I know everything about accounting. I'm a lawyer. You know, I'm a, the best lawyer in town, although I don't ha I haven't had a client in a couple of months. You know, I'm the best dentist, although I had to lay off my staff because I don't have enough patients. Those kind of things. Those situations. So, yeah, we so we run into people that say their their degrees, their licenses, their certifications should be enough. To, to have people walk in that door and say, please, please help me. I know you're the best attorney. I know you're the best CPA in the city. I know you're the best uh, plastic surgeon. Uh, please, please help me. But you know what the problem is? It's not that, I mean, how they look at it is that how white collar small business owners look at it who uh, believe their degrees, licenses, and certifications should be enough. What they're not understanding, listeners, is 
there are so many attorneys. There are so many CPAs and dentists and, you know, more than enough plastic surgeons where people have a choice. Plus the volume of business uh, that's in a certain metropolitan area may not be enough for a CPA to just, hey, I'll just wait, wait for someone to call me because I live in a city of, of uh, 3 million people and that's Sacramento's metro population, uh, 2.5, 2.6 million people. Sure, surely my phone sh should ring on their own because I live in a big city. I'm the best CPA. But guess what? In Sacramento, there are like 2,500 CPAs and probably other accounting professionals and other bookkeepers who use QuickBooks, who know, who know how to use the software, who can probably do most of the CPA's work without having the CPA certification. You see what I'm saying? So that CPA is thinking, I'm going to get all, I'm going to get, I'm going to get enough business. There are like, you know, you know, 100,000 business owners in Sacramento County. Surely my phones should ring. And the dentists are, 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 are saying the same thing. The dentists are saying there are, you know, 2.6 million people in the county and in the quadrant that I live, that, that the, the, the dentist works in, maybe there's like, uh, like, uh, like 600,000 people living in that quadrant, like Northeast, Northwest, Southwest, Southeast. In that quadrant, there are 600, 700,000 people living in that quadrant. So by all means, my dental practice should be busy. But in that quadrant of 700,000 people, there's like 400 dentists, you know? And then there are dentists that are like low, uh, uh, low cost discount dentists. These, these, these discount dental firms that hire people from different countries and they'll perform that dental procedure for half. You know, so there's a lot of things going on with number three. And I can talk more about number three uh, folks that have the degree, that have the um, license, the certification that should be enough to find new clients. So let's go to number four. Number four is a group of white collar business professionals that say, you know, Rick, I never knew how to find business since I started my company. And because of this COVID-19 uh, situation, I really need help now. Now, for our company, that's probably one out of five people that we will talk to that will get the appointment. Not one out of five people we call because that would mean that 20% of the people we contact, we successfully add as new clients. That's not true. I don't want to confuse people. That's one out of the five people who agree to talk to us. So that number may be five out of 40 people that we initially call. We actually meet with five. And out of that five, one out of five agree to do business. So you see how these numbers work? So I'm, I'm basically saying that our company needs to call about one out of 35 people before we will do business with someone. Okay, so I'm not I'm not painting this picture that three two one BizDev LLC is 
we're just adding customers all over the place. What I'm doing is giving you the reasons why uh, we have found where uh, white collar small business owners do not do business with us. And our approach of doing business is so professional. So in other words, we remove, I would say in my opinion, most of any type of negative reasons why people would not do business with us. It's not pushy. We don't talk, you know, no more than maybe 10% of the time. So this is what I mean by we have listened to what, our, what the responses have been. We have heard what people are saying. We have read between the lines how people feel about getting help for their businesses. Some business owners, in, in, a, in a short, uh, uh, succinct way of saying it, they would rather go down with the ship on their own than to get help from someone who's an outsider. Okay, so the number four group, they are the people we can help. They are the ones, you know, I'll, I'll pick up the phone or I'll meet them in person if they live locally all the way down to San Francisco. And, you know, I will ask them a question. So um, how are things going? And my next question will be, do you need more customers? The white collar small business owner must answer that question in the affirmative. They must say, yes, 321BizDev LLC, we are in need of more customers. Now, if the, if the uh, white collar small business owner cannot answer that question in the affirmative, then there's, for our company, there's not a reason to continue the conversation because that's the, see, as a consulting firm, and I need to tell listeners this, as a consulting firm, uh, any consulting firm, not just ours, but any consulting firm works like this. We cannot offer solutions to a problem if no problem exists. So if the white collar small business owner does not tell us that they have a problem, there's no solution that we can, we can offer. So that is a big difference between a marketing company. A marketing company um, may ask you some questions. Uh, they may not ask the question, do you need more customers? They will just start telling you what they do as a marketing company. And uh, so in other words, they don't really want to know what that, do you need more customers? Do, do you, do you, know, wanna, do you want to know why a marketing company will not ask a, a business client if they need more customers? The reason why they won't ask that question is because then the marketing company is obligated to, to bring customers in. That's the reason why they don't ask that question. See, a marketing company is not responsible for bringing customers to the closing stage. They are responsible for getting the phones to ring, uh, maybe getting some walk-in traffic, but they, they do not guarantee any customers. See, and that's the big difference between 321BizDev LLC and a marketing company. We're not a marketing company. 321BizDev C is a consulting firm. So what we do, we train, we offer sales system training and business development services to help white collar small business owners participate in the client acquisition process. 
You see, when the white collar small business owner and staff participate in the client, the new client acquisition process, they will add clients, and we and we guarantee people an eighty percent probability that they will close. So, what is that client that new client acquisition process? That is the contacting, the prospecting, the appointment setting, and the closing process. You see, when a white collar small business owner participates in the、uh, new client acquisition process, they are involved at the at the contacting phase. The white collar small business owner is involved at the prospecting phase. The white collar small business owner is engaged at the at the appointment setting、uh, phase, and by for sure. The white collar small business owner is is involved at the closing stage. See, marketing companies can't do that. Marketing companies will say, "We'll we'll run this ad. We'll put this in the newspaper. We'll do this radio spot. We'll run this TV commercial, and you should expect a three to four percent response rate. And these people will come from all over the place, and、uh, or or maybe not." <laughs> You know, so maybe if your phones do not ring, the marketing company cannot be held responsible because they printed the ad, they ran the radio commercial, they ran the TV spot, they、uh, put the billboard up, and they have done their part. See, and and they collect a lot of money for not guaranteeing white collar small business owners any new clients. Okay. So again, consulting white-collar small business owners must state that they have a problem, and when they state that they have a problem, that's when Three Two One BizDev LLC can take the steps to find out if Three Two One BizDev can help that white-collar small business owner client. And helping that client has a lot to do with. If the white-collar small business owner wants to participate, now the other part—the other part of Three Two One BizDev LLC—is the business development part, and that's when we will contact and prospect for our white-collar small business owner clients. And if, in, 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 in that case, there's still a, a sales system training, meaning we have to train the white-collar small business owner on all the phases. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing, so that the white collar small business owner understands how we brought that prospect to the table, so that we can hand the baton off to the white collar small business owner, so he or she can take it from there. So there's two things: three, two, one, BizDev LLC has sales systems to train white collar small business owners to do it themselves. And three, two, one, BizDev LLC has a business development program where three, two, one, BizDev LLC contacts and prospects, and we hand the baton off to the to the white collar small business owner so that they can sit with that prospect and and close using the three, two, one prospect interview form, a proprietary system that guarantees an eighty percent closing ratio. If the white collar small business owner followed all the steps,、uh, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing, if the business owner does it himself or herself, or three two one BizDev LLC will provide the, the the training 
uh, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, closing training, so that the white collar business, the white collar small business owner can do the closing part himself or herself. So I want to thank you for listening to this uh, podcast episode. And I want everybody to stay well, stay safe. And if you are a white collar small business owner and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you're going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website at 321bizdev.com slash services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make it a great day and make America great again.